Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren. It's Edgy Wednesday. I should say it's Edgy Wednesday slash Mishmash Wednesday because I have a few different things for you today. First of all, I got a bunch of comments that I want to play and answer, and then we will get into the meat of the episode. To begin with, I got a couple different responses to my National Novel Writing Month comments and asking if anyone had any ideas for plots. Hey, Laren. Just listening to your grab bag episode, I feel like I have to quote Blackadder the Third. You could call it Edmund, a butler's tale, a huge roller coaster of a novel in 400 sizzling chapters, a searing indictment of domestic servitude in the 18th century with some hot gypsies thrown in. There you go. You can have that one for free. <laughs> Later. Take care. Awesome, Jim. I love it. I have no idea what I'm going to write for November, but I will definitely keep you guys posted. That is definite food for thought. There, and Evil Jeff. So you want a writing prompt. Something to write about. Creativity. Well, I think that's my wheelhouse. Coming up with interesting stories and everything. I just don't like filling in the middle part or uh or writing all that much <laughs> i can write but i've never enjoyed writing so um you know what i want to give this a full minute because i had thought of something as i was driving around so i'm gonna put this in another part and let you keep it to yourself let you see what you think about it hey evil jeff thank you I'm not going to share the idea you sent me. It's a great idea, and I've been thinking about it a lot. I thought of a couple of spins for it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to write for sure, but I am digging the food for thought. I can definitely see using a lot of the things that you gave me. Hi, Liren. It's Spiper here. Just calling in to say I've been really enjoying the combination of updates from the middle of nowhere and Tome of All Dooms. The uh, combination of you and Jeff, I think, is uh, a winner. And it's really good hearing both of you like bringing out the creativity of one another. Um, yeah, I, I can't really say much more than that. I just hope you continue on with this kind of uh, joint venture. Really enjoying it. Hey, Colin. Thanks for calling in. I am loving doing podcast recording with Jeff. It's so funny to me how much closer we feel to each other when we're doing this. Like, how crazy is that, right? I told TJ that he gave us some free marriage counseling and he laughed out loud and said, you don't want marriage counseling from me. <laughs> but you know, I have to say that recording for his Monster Brothers skit started this whole thing, so... I am very grateful to him. Hey, Liren, great episode and great to hear Jeff in there too. That um, Those story forge cards sound like a fabulous resource. Um, I might have to get my, ha my hands on, uh, on those. Um, but I was getting really strong memento vibes off of that story that Jeff was coming up with. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie from 2000. It's all about a guy who 
uh, has no he has a condition where he can't form short-term memories and his last lasting memory is of his wife being murdered by an intruder and he kind of takes it upon himself to hunt down his wife's killer and it's all about him trying to create meaning and purpose in his life but just all that stuff about the mirrors and um just everything suggested scenes from that movie to me kept popping up in my head anyway hey spencer it's great to hear from you thank you for your kind words about our storytelling venture i know what you mean about jeff's story seeming like memento i am familiar with that movie and so is he he actually said that Partway through it, he was getting a Secret Life of Walter Mitty, the short story vibe. You know, I saw the movie, but I never read the short story. So maybe now I need to go read it. Hey, Jason here. This might be the first time I called into your podcast. But anyway, just wanted to let you know that that was a great example. Thank you. Your last show with the cards with Jeff did a great job with the example. Thank you for showing that. Appreciate it. And keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Don't mind the dogs in the background. They're unhappy because it started raining here and they can't go outside. So we'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Jason. I think this is your first call into my show. Thank you so much for calling. I especially love the dogs in the background. I spend a lot of time recording trying not to have our dogs in the background. And often, if you listen close, you can actually hear our cats in the background because if I tried not to have them, I would just have to never record in the house. They are always in the way. Anyways, I really appreciate your message. I'm glad that you liked our example of play. I like to do things like that. There's a game called Once Upon a Time. Years ago, Jeff got a copy of that game, and it's a deck of fairy tale elements, and you play it like you deal out hands, and you play it like a card game, and we used to play it with my kids. And we had so much fun. I love things like that. So that gave me some wonderful nostalgia, too, when we were playing with those cards. Learin, it's Joe, dude. I'm on the bus heading back to Seattle from Portland. And I just wanted to say, do not deal with idiots. It is never worth the hassle. They are more trouble than they're worth. Trust me. You do not want to do it. You can find somebody else. I remember when I was a kid, uh, my parents were getting the house remodeled, and our contractor literally just disappeared for about nine months with the upper story halfway finished. So we had the bottom floor, and then the second story didn't have a roof or walls. I mean, for me as a kid, it was awesome, but just don't, don't deal with idiots. All right, peace out. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling in. It is so funny that you talk about that. My dad actually built an addition onto our house that took him 15 years to finish, and he never actually completely finished the bottom part. He turned our single-level house into a tri-level, like a split level, you know? And so the upstairs got finished eventually, and of course there was the main house, but the basement he never did finish. My brother actually bought it from him, and he has finished the whole house now. But, I mean, I'm years and years and years of my dad working on that addition. It was craziness. I think we've actually made some positive steps in the right direction yesterday. It remains to be seen. I don't want to get my hopes up too high. 
Last but not least, I have a great comment sent in by Jim Yoder. And I have to say, I laugh every time I listen to this. It is awesome. Yar, you best be getting on that plank now, lass. <laughs> Just feel that firmness beneath you with a little bit of a spring so you can bounce off into the depths. Sorry, that be. I'm James Yoder, erotic pirate. Yar. Hey, Jim. That comment is hilarious. Every time I listen to it, I giggle. I think my favorite part is you trying not to laugh. <laughs> that was awesome. I had so much fun telling stories with my husband last night that I decided I wanted to do a segment of that today on Edgy Wednesday. Trouble is, I forgot to grab the StoryForge cards. Duh! So, not to be defeated, I found a random story generator online. So, it generates a main character, a second character, a setting, a situation, a theme, and a character action. The cool thing is that if you randomly generate them and one of them doesn't fit or you don't like it, you just tap which other the button for whichever of those elements you want to switch out and it changes just that one, which is really cool. I thought that was a neat feature. So I generated a setting and the setting is the main character, a man in his 30s who can be quite judgmental. The second character, a woman in her late 20s who can be quite sensitive. Setting, the story begins on a balcony. Situation, someone loses a fortune at cards. Theme, it's a story about infidelity. And the character action, your character has some questions to answer. Well, being me and it being Edgy Wednesday, the first thing that came to mind was a naughty role play story. And in our story, this married couple who works a lot and they don't spend nearly enough time together, they, one of them has a work conference and the other one goes with them and they have a free night when they can do whatever they want and they decide they're going to get up to some role play. So it begins with our second character, the woman in her late 20s who can be quite sensitive. Now I've yet to decide which version of sensitive or how many versions of sensitive we're going to use. We'll see when we get there. She is standing out on the balcony she is in a beautiful lingerie with her little lounge slippers that have the little poof on them. She looks quite fetching. Her hair is perfect. She has very subtle makeup on. Her elbow is on the railing and she's sipping a bit of wine as she gazes out over the city. Our main character, a man in his early 30s who can be quite judgmental, comes storming onto the balcony. Jezebel, he says. She turns around with a shocked look on her face. Whatever do you mean? I know what you've done. I, I, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you've done. I know that you went to the casino and wasted a bunch of money with a playboy. And I know what you got up to after you wasted all of my money. Well, she is quite shocked. I mean, how could he have found out? How would he know? Here she thought she was so careful. She had hidden the money from him so well. Remember, this is a role play, so it can be however cheesy we want it to be. 
but she suddenly looks crestfallen and says, I'm so sorry, I'm weak, I can't help myself. And he says, you know what this means. And she says, no, no, what? You're not leaving, are you? And he says, no, no, I'm not leaving. You are going to take your punishment like a good girl. Well, she gets a shocked look on her face because she knows as much as you do about where this role play was going. He didn't tell her. He just said, we're going to play a game. And she said, okay. I mean, it's not like she thought it was going to be Parcheesi, but I don't think she thought it would be that she was a bad girl who's going to get a punishment. And so he grabs her by the arm and he pulls her in off the balcony and she's like, you're hurting me. And he says, admit that you like it. And of course, at this, she kind of grins because she's like, okay, that's going a little too far. But he doesn't break character. He takes her over. He sits down in the chair. He pulls her down on his lap and he swats her bottom. Now, what we're going to play with sensitive here because we're going to say he swats her bottom until her bottom is sensitive from all those swats. And we're going to say he did it enough that it's even a little sensitive the next day. Well, I think we can say she took her punishment in that case. However, when he's done, she is quite contrite and she apologizes to him. And she couldn't quite work up any fake tears, but, you know, she's trying hard. And, and she's like, is that, are we even now? I'm so sorry. Have I paid my price? Have I taken my punishment? And he says, oh, no, that's only the first part of the punishment. And then he pulls her into the bedroom. And she looks on the bed, and there on the bed is a little fuzzy pair of handcuffs and some feathers. And she's like, what are you going to do to me? And he goes over and he grabs the fuzzy handcuffs and he handcuffs her wrists together behind her. And then he pushes her down on the bed on her stomach and he picks up the feathers and starts tickling her all down her legs with the feathers. And she giggles and she kicks and he crawls up and holds her legs down and he keeps tickling her until finally she cries for mercy. No, please, no more. I can't take any more. And then they have a good laugh together, wondering what the people on the other side of their hotel room wall think it is she can't take any more of. Okay, yeah, that probably didn't need an adult warning, did it? Maybe. I don't know. I guess if you're sensitive, maybe. <laughs> anyway, thank you for taking a romp through my silly imagination with me. I'll be back. I bet you thought that was the end of our story, but I wouldn't disappoint. Do you think that's the only version of the story I would give you? After talking this over with Jeff and him hearing the first one, he gave me a couple pointers and I made you another version. She is standing out on the balcony. She is in a beautiful lingerie with her little lounge slippers that have the little poof on them. She looks quite fetching. Her hair is perfect. She has very subtle makeup on. Her elbow is on the railing and she's sipping a bit of wine as she gazes out over the city. Our main character, a man in his early 30s who can be quite judgmental, comes storming onto the balcony. Jezebel, he says. 
She turns around with a shocked look on her face. Whatever do you mean? I know what you've done. I, I, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you've done. I know that you went to the casino and wasted a bunch of money with a playboy. And I know what you got up to after you wasted all of my money. Well, she is quite shocked. I mean, how could he have found out? How would he know? Here she thought she was so careful. She had hidden the money from him so well. Remember, this is a role play, so it can be however cheesy we want it to be. But she suddenly looks crestfallen and says, I'm so sorry, I'm weak, I can't help myself. And he says, you know what this means. And she says, no, no, what? You're not leaving, are you? And he says, no, no, I'm not leaving. You are going to take your punishment like a good girl. Well, she gets a shocked look on her face because she knows as much as you do about where this role play was going. He didn't tell her. He just said, we're going to play a game. And she said, okay. I mean, it's not like she thought it was going to be part cheesy, but I don't think she thought it would be that she was a bad girl who's going to get a punishment. And so he grabs her by the arm and he pulls her in off the balcony. He spins her around. He ties a blindfold over her eyes and he firmly grabs her arms and leads her over to a chair. He sits her in it. He tells her that she better sit still and wait because he's not quite ready. She hears things shifting around. He's moving things. What could he be moving? What on earth is he doing? And suddenly the blindfold is whipped off her eyes and there she is sitting at a table. She's thinking, is there going to be snacks? Is it going to be food? No. You know what it is? You know what it is? Game science dice. Two sets. One in front of his chair, one in front of hers. And right beside them, the Tunnels and Trolls guidebook. No, she says, don't make me do it. And he says, bad girls take their punishment. And he turns to the first page. On this edgy Wednesday, listening to episodes today where the RPG, a day word was love. I find myself thinking about warning. This is an edgy Wednesday thought about just what it is to like passionately make love to someone that is such a different thing than just having sex, you know, like I wonder all the time why like why am I 50 and I haven't just like spent more days of my life just lost in loving someone like physically loving them like uh, nurturing them and spoiling them and I mean rubbing them all down with oil and massaging them and man you name it I can think of lots of ways to show people I love them (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm really thinking about that today. We, I, we went swimming again. And whenever I go swimming with my husband, it's so funny because when we go, we go in the same swim lane and we power walk and we use our noodles and swim and we use the little underwater barbell looking things and stuff. And so much of the time we're doing that, we're talking 
not the whole time because you know sometimes we're like power walking it and you know we're out of breath or whatever well he's almost never out of breath his legs are so long I mean he's just like leisurely strolling through the pool while I'm working hard I'm like you bum <laughs> but anyway I love going swimming with him and it's funny to me how I love the time we spend doing that how much I love the time we spend just like being in that closer proximity we do not spend that much time together a lot of times when we're together at home one or the other of us has been out late and the other one gets home and the one who's been home for a while is all wound down and ready to go to sleep and the other one is still kind of amped up and I don't know it's really just made me think about how I don't spend enough time I mean I feel like I'm really trying not to be like scarcity thinking about it, like thinking about what I don't have, but instead thinking how great it is that I do have it now. But I can't help but once in a while think to myself, like, what if I didn't spend so much time chasing after making more money and chasing after, I don't know, all the dumb things that the society I live in values, you know? What if instead I was like, man, three days in a row are not going to go by that I don't like make love to my man. Know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What would life be like then? Oh, maybe I'd get bored of it. I can't picture that. I gotta tell you, I can't picture that. But I don't know. Maybe I would. I doubt it though. I mean, I gotta tell you, I can think of a, I mean, pretty endless list of ways to express love to someone. I mean, even if we're just talking about physical love, there's a pretty endless list of ways you can do that. You add in other things like spoiling them and nurturing them and, and like cooking them special meals and, and lining up like massages for them that are not about anything sexual unless they want them to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's funny. It has me thinking today. I know that for sure. Sadly, we have a very busy week of babysitting because the kids don't have school Friday or Monday, and she works all weekend. So to my knowledge, we are going to be babysitting Friday through Monday, unless, you know, that dude shows up and then we might get a day off. I don't know. What I know for sure is I am going to make a concerted effort to, when we are not babysitting, spend more time loving on my man. I'm making sure he knows that I think he's adorable and I love the way he's going gray with those sexy silver streaks right above his ears. Oh my goodness, that about kills me when I look at it. What a handsome man he is. And oh my gosh, when he smiles, like he genuinely smiles, he has the sexiest crow's feet. I'm like, okay, see, this is where, this is just wrong. Nature is just wrong, I gotta tell you. Because women don't get sexy crow's feet. Mm -mm. My crow's feet not sexy. Somehow his are. I don't know how that works. I'm not going gray with sexy little streaks right above my ears. No, sir. Nope. I'm just randomly getting wiry gray hairs sticking out. I'm going to look like, you remember Looney Tunes? You remember on Looney Tunes, that witch that would do like that tee thing and then she would like skedaddle and there'd be hairpins spinning in the air. That is how I'm going to go gray. You watch. You watch. You're going to look at a shadow of me and be like, yikes, it's that broom. Hell, the witch. No. <laughs> That's kind of funny when you consider I'm pagan. Anyway, anyway, okay. That's enough waxing on about my man. 
See, look, there's other parts of him too. See, there's other parts I like besides his gorgeous mahogany eyes and those thighs. Holy cow, don't get me started on those thighs. Swimming with him is awesome because I get to see lots of them. But anyway, okay, I'm sparing you that. All right, okay, new, new topic. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this long rambling podcast. I had a lot to share. I had a lot of fun making up stories and I really appreciate you guys listening. I am enjoying listening to everyone's podcast so much. I'm sad about the end of the month, but I know even once a week because you know, Ray Otis's uh, Plundergrounds is doing some pretty awesome stuff too. I am going to try right now to go through in my head and say, who all's podcast the comments were from. Hold on, I'm going to go look. We'll see how much of it sticks. Ready? My sense of integrity won't allow me to pretend that I'm doing this from memory. I took a screenshot, so I'm going to cheat. First of all, we had a comment from Jim Yoder over at Random Encounters in the Library. Then Evil Jeff from Minions and Musings. Then Colin from Spike Pit. Then Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands. Then Jason, who doesn't have a podcast of his own, but follows a lot of uh, the OSR anchorites. And last but not least, we had a comment from Joe over at Hindsightless, and he also does the Wheel or Woe podcast. <laughs>